0: Welcome to the new and improved Configure It Done podcast. The Configure It Done podcast is now a place where we interview senior thought leaders in the SAP space across Australia and New Zealand, and the aim is to tap into their knowledge so we can pass on their insights to the listening SAP community. Please subscribe to the podcast and like, share, and comment across Castos, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.
1: This podcast is in partnership with the Black Dog Institute who aim to create a mentally healthier world for everyone. If you wish to donate to the cause, please click the link below.
0: Welcome. This is uh, season season 6 of the uh, Configure It Done podcast and episode 2 and I'm with my colleague Bethany. Um uh, nice to have you back on, uh, Bethany, and I know you you've been very excited about our guest guest today, but I'm going to hand you over to you to uh, introduce the guest, yeah.
2: Perfect, so this is Jenny Moyle. So Jenny is based in Melbourne and she specializes in business readiness rather. Um, I think this is something that's really topical at the moment and Jenny and I were having just a casual discussion about a month ago and she brought up specifically what she specializes in and took me through the methodology that she has. And and I think it's brilliant and something that the market is really in need of at the moment with so many s Hannah programs coming up. So yeah, so this is Jenny, over to you Jenny.
1: Perfect. Hi, everyone. Thanks very much, Jay and Bethany, for having me on the podcast today. Super excited. Um, yeah, so business readiness is is certainly um, one of the areas that I, I specialise in and um, it's just so important at the moment um, with all of the upcoming implementations that people are thinking about this from the, the outset in business case phase. Um, and I'm happy to step through the Key elements that make
0: up business readiness um, today. Definitely. So, to, to, to put it in um, uh, layman's terms for someone like me that's not very kind of uh, technical or business savvy. Well, well, what, what is business business readiness in a, in a purest term? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's a it's a really good question. Um, over the years, um, I think a, a lot of people have misinterpreted it to be change management. Um, change management as one aspect of business readiness. So business readiness is really, if you think about the whole SAP life cycle of the, the project and the implementation, um, you'll typically start with a feasibility or business case, then you go into the implementation, then you'll go into go live. Um, and after go live, there's business as usual. Ultimately it might be a system implementation, but it's also the opportunity for business transformation. Um, And with any business transformation or an SAP implementation, um, it's the business that's going to be impacted. So thinking about the business from the start of the journey and being able to bring them on the journey um, for them to to understand um, the, the degree of, Uh, change that will happen um, and how prepared and uh, they can be for the new system and processes is what business readiness is all about.
2: So can you can you talk to us a little bit about why business readiness is important because I I feel like I know the answer because from a recruitment perspective we have so many Asperhanna programs especially because that's the most topical waiting to kick off and it just feels like a lot of them get get frozen in time they get stuck where they almost get to the point where they're going to launch and then and then something happens and they don't. And I feel like part of that has to do with business readiness. So can you yeah. talk to us
1: about that? Yes, yeah, certainly. And I think um, a lot of the time preparation is, is focused on system readiness. So let's get the requirements right. Um, let's make sure that the system's going to the function and, and the system's going to work. In, in reality, we've also got to make sure that um, the business is ready for this. So it, it, does the business understand the impact? Have we got super users in place and go live support models in place to, to pick this up? Um, with a, a lot of the um, S4 upgrades, there, you've got businesses moving to the cloud for the first time and with all of the focus around um, cybersecurity and those sorts of things, how is how is the SAP ecosystem going to fit into your business strategy going forward. So it, it's really, um, I think there's a lot of strategic thinking that needs to happen up front at the executive level um, to, to support these SAP implementations to be successful um, in the long term.
2: It, it also seems like, I hope I'm not putting my foot in my mouth here because I, I do love my clients, but it also seems like <laughs> what, what happens oftentimes is we uh, we launch into a large scale S4HANA or even SAP transformation program, and then it gets to the very end and suddenly things start to fall over. So it's either they're very delayed in starting or once they do start, it's all systems go for a couple of years. And then once the project is complete, it never actually feels like it reached a point of completion, you know? And it just, it seems like that's because the people weren't taken into account. It was all about the technology and the numbers and the data rather than the people that it affects.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, That often happens. um, Or that or or that angle is thought about late in the project. Um, So certainly from from business case phase, um, if if these things can be considered and a big element, a big chunk of that is change management. Um, But there's the business readiness is more broad. So we're talking about data readiness, um, security provisioning, um infrastructure um operating models so um, how is a new SAP, sap ecosystem going to be supported in the business going forward are you going to have business process owners are you going to have data owners um, you know how is the business going to be set up for success at go live
0: i am um, i had a um mm-hmm. a guest on the podcast last week uh, chris uh, chris peck And he was talking about kind of the three elements um and he said basically the the implementation phase that's almost a given a given now the technology we put in there's almost like day one is from from go live and it's how the business adopt adopt that um is that where you see kind of business readiness sitting it's it's from day one of the um when the project is implemented or the go live or actually before that as well
1: Yeah, definitely before it. Um, That's when you can really start to measure how successful the preparation's been for for the business readiness. Um, So I I think um, Bethany touched on a a framework or methodology, but there's there's typically seven elements of um, business readiness that are considered um, from the start of an implementation. So if I touch on those seven, the first one is people readiness. So That's all around change management, Um, the size of the business impact is understood across the different business functions, Um, people are briefed, they're prepared, there's go-live support in place, Um, the super users and um, the support models are are ready and the communications and training have um, been adequately prepared. So that's certainly um, the, the first readiness element. The second one is business function readiness. So this goes into... The different business functions have updated their policies, they've updated their procedures. Um, Their relevant third parties have been prepared. So in many cases, there'll be banks um, or there'll be different vendors that need to know that SAP is coming. Purchase orders are going to be different, um, all of those sorts of things. Um, The third element is data readiness. So um, data's a big deal. If if you don't get your data right, um, it causes a hell of a lot of pain going forward Actually, so yeah yeah <laughs> you're, you're you're familiar with that bethany mm-hmm. and um so yeah making sure your data's identified cleansed and and migrated um, and the other four i'll touch on now and we'll come back to them but there's the system readiness infrastructure cut over and the operating models um, after, after business as usual as well
0: probably I was, I was just gonna have a look at from a like a resourcing resourcing point of view um if you're looking to staff but that and what you were saying like how where would you start and what what type of people would you look for
1: on different programs um i've seen different degrees of focus um, certainly um there needs to be a, a, in in my view um a significant investment in change management um for for business readiness to be successful but um it's also valuable to have um, a business readiness manager and a business readiness analyst dedicated to the project who can have that holistic view um, and and see it end to end, raising risks along the way of areas that need focus. Yeah. So it depends on the size of the programs. Some of our, our some of the programs are small, some are large, so um, but, but resourcing anywhere from sort of one to to three resources, I think
2: um, would be a starting point. And when um, because I, I have heard many different answers for this actually. So I'd love to know your opinion. When should you bring in the change management piece? Because oftentimes it's kind of tacked on to the end when budgets are starting to run low. And other times I've heard people saying they want it all the way from the very beginning before the program even starts. So what what's your opinion on that? The earlier the better.
1: Um, so even at feasibility or business case phase. Um, if you can, it, it, at that point, if you can be very clear on what the change in training strategy is, it's going to be extremely useful. And, and if you start engaging the business then, they know what's coming. Um, I, I think you'd know particularly we're, when we're talking resourcing, it's so important to have the right business resources on the project. So um, you, you might have your um, your functional consultants, um, who know SAP back to front, inside out, upside down, um, but they don't know the business. So you've got to have those subject matter experts from the business working so closely with the functional consultants to get the right outcome for for each different client.
0: It's interesting what you've um, what you said there, Bethany, around um, the the change management piece. I, I remember being at an event probably about five years ago, and um, a PM stood up and it was a change management um, event. This PM stood up and said, um, if your project needs change management, your projects failed. And everyone's looked round and were like, wow. So that that gives you the the context and the different kind of perspectives. But the vast majority, um, yeah, I, I think would agree that you do need change management at uh, an early stage. So yes, it yeah, should it's good be, to be said that
2: it should be done throughout because one um, one key piece of change management that i think is missing from and this is without a change management background mind you but one one key piece that i see missing oftentimes is is something that i see precision do a lot of actually i don't know if i'm ever going to get this feedback jay but there is a constant repetition and reminders through several different avenues throughout any piece of change so we implement a lot of new smaller pieces of technology consistently to stay kind of at the forefront of the recruitment game and before anything's even implemented we get um we get whatsapp messages we get text messages it's mentioned in meetings and then it's repeated throughout and we expect everyone to forget how to do it the first one two three four times and just expect there to be a level of repetition and I feel like that could be a key piece that's missing with a lot of these large-scale programs Is it's like the technology is implemented a change manager sent in at the end no one knows what they're doing and they're told about it once and then the change manager leaves and everyone's left wondering, what do I do with this hulking beast of a technology like SAP?
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. Yeah, I can't advocate change management <laughs> early enough.
2: <laughs> We're on the same page. And, yeah. um, and and I feel like you've touched on this a lot already. But if I could get you to speak specifically, what, why do you think investing in, in business readiness is, is so important? And how do you think you strike the right balance with, with business involvement?
1: Um, yeah, look, I actually think it's 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 quite tricky. Um, and a lot of times um, businesses don't get that right up front. So um, I, I do think that there's a an element of business readiness that needs to be considered um, in that business case phase. Um, and and that's really setting up what what the approach is is going to be. So, are you going to, the, the seven elements I, I mentioned earlier, um, from people readiness through to system readiness, infrastructure um, and, and operating models in the business, um, there needs to be agreement of how the project is going to um, set those up and monitor those um, during implementation um, so that they can be successful after go live. So um, get having those discussions and and making sure that there's a really solid approach for that in business case phase is is really important. Um, And then also uh, I think there's a role around business readiness there of making sure the business knows what's coming for the SAP implementation itself. I don't know how often you've seen it, but I've certainly been on projects where um, they'll start the project then they realise they need a subject matter expert from finance, from supply chain, from HR, Um, plus they need business process owners and um, business data owners. And there's all of these expectations on the business to contribute resources that the business might not really be aware of. And if that's not established early on and up front, you're not really setting the (laughs) implementation up to be as successful as it could be so whether that's grouped under business readiness or project preparation um it could could be either but it's it's certainly something that um sometimes slips in in business case phase as well
0: and Jen have you got any um success stories or uh, on the flip side like failure stories and, and what the kind of key key learnings um, well, with with um, yeah, with this topic around business readiness, maybe from uh, clients that you work with in the past, or um, your know, projects that have either gone really, really well or um, the opposite, and yeah, what the kind of key learnings?
1: Yes, um, I'll share. Um, I think a, a success story first, um, yeah, sure. which was oil search. Um, so I, w- I worked with Oil Search um, in the capacity of a, as a business readiness advisor um, and I came in a little bit late on their uh, first phase implementation which was Sydney and um, Papua New Guinea and at that point they hadn't invested in business readiness um, sort of a couple of months into the project. So it was a, a little bit difficult to catch up however Um, the business really appreciated having dedicated support to talk through the issues that they were facing the the challenges that they were having and the concerns that they thought they were going to encounter at go live and were able to work through them um, and iron most of them out before going live Um, and for the Alaskan release we had uh, business readiness measures in place which we'd already tried and tested uh, in the previous phase of course but um that was when also COVID hit and we had to go live remotely from um, okay, majority in Australia for an Alaskan release. Um, and I think the business readiness work really stood the team um, in good stead um, for the business to be supported during that go live. And it was a successful go live, as scary as it was us doing it from our bedrooms and kitchen tables and things <laughs> in, in 2020.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's a great
2: story. Funny how well, Um, I, I mean, I I feel like this has been touched on so much, but it just, still just shocks me how well so many programs ended up being completely remote in 2020 and even early 2021 and nobody expected it. And it just went off without a hitch, honestly. I mean, it still had the typical issues that a lot of large scale programs do, but being remote just didn't affect anything very much.
1: Yeah, it was it was incredible um, certainly the experience I've had and others around me. Um, and it's it's changed the way that we work going forward and with a lot of um, positives in, in many ways.
0: So if you were um, in the senior leadership team of an organization and were, were listening to this podcast, um, Jenny, what what three three key messages would you like to leave leave them with? Um, with regards to business readiness? Yeah.
1: The first is invest in business readiness early and make sure that the key um, business stakeholders are involved in the the SAP program early. Um, At the end of the day, it's the the business that picks this up. So so that would be the first one. The second, and I I did a LinkedIn carousel on this um, last week, is... I think it's really important to invest in vendor relationships and um, if they can be partnerships and set those ground rules early, um, that's really going to help. And if that your systems integrator can understand your business um, that's it's certainly going to um, help the the success of the implementation. Um, And I think the third is being really clear on business resourcing expectations through the whole SAP lifecycle to support
2: the, the project team. I think that that's music to our ears from a recruitment perspective, but that's, that's because we speak about it so much. But we do find that whether it be um, whether it be an SI or a recruitment partnerships, the better those that you're working with understand your business, because issues will come up because we're human and every project is done by humans. This is how the issues pop up in the first place. And the better your partner knows all of the ins and outs of your business and the leadership style and the areas that people are struggling the pain points the easier it is to come in and, and mitigate the risk and help when things do fall over. So completely agree with it not surprising
0: but we do Yeah and, and Jenny is it uh, this this has been a, a fantastic really good podcast I'm sure I'm sure you know um, some excellent people as well but is there anyone that you would like to hear on on the podcast that others can learn from as well?
1: Um, certainly, I think uh, Matthew Lagu, who um, we've worked in the, the SAP ecosystem for, I think, 15 years together now, he um, he always brings a, a strategic viewpoint and um, some really good insights around SAP programs. So, yeah, certainly be keen to see him on the podcast.
0: Well, um, yeah, we definitely reach out uh, to him. But I just wanted to thank you for your time today. I thought that was absolutely absolutely fantastic and definitely great to have you back on the uh, the podcast again
2: thank you thank you so much jenny this was so topical we really appreciate it lovely to talk
0: please like share comment and subscribe to the configure it done podcast